Good morning. You may recall that there were plans for an insulation plant over in West Virginia, just nine miles from the Loudoun border. Well, Loudoun's local and federal lawmakers have heard about it, and they're looking for answers. For Thursday, September 6th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are? Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Loudoun's local and federal lawmakers are asking government agencies to take a closer look at plans for a 460,000-square-foot insulation manufacturing plant on 130 acres in Jefferson County, West Virginia, less than nine miles from the Loudoun border. This comes after massive public outcry. Plans for that plant have some people in Loudoun worried, like business owners in the county's rural west. People in agricultural and agritourism businesses have worried that pollution from the plant will ruin their greatest asset, a clean and unspoiled countryside. So, Loudoun County Supervisors Tony Buffington and Gary Higgins have asked county staff for a report on that project. I'm not sure at this point exactly what we can do or what can be done, but I believe uh it is responsible to understand the impacts of this project on our county and make a determination if future action is uh, available or necessary. That was Supervisor Higgins. Under approvals from the West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection, the plant is permitted to emit more than 138,000 tons per year into the air of pollutants like carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, particulate matter, formaldehyde, and sulfur dioxide. County supervisors have asked for a summary of the project, a cost estimate for a more in-depth analysis, and an idea of what their options are. But as Higgins said, some supervisors aren't really sure what we can do from across the border. Here's Vice Chairman Ralph Bona. We don't have jurisdiction in this, and so our options may be limited. We'll find that out. What I do know is that I've read statements of the Ranson Mayor, I've read statements of the Jefferson County Development Authority, I've read lots of those statements on what they've put out, and there's an uphill battle here. Supervisors nonetheless unanimously supported Buffington and Higgins's request. Last week, Congresswoman Barbara Comstock wrote a letter to the EPA asking for, quote, further examination of any and all applications in this matter to determine any areas of noncompliance and how we can ensure protection of our existing economy and communities, end quote. She said the impact to Loudoun County could cause irreparable harm to the local economy, especially in the agritourism industry. She also wrote of the potential health effects. Quote, these pollutants could include cancer-causing chemicals and damage intellectual development in children, along with causing serious heart and lung damage, end quote. Worth noting that Comstock has faced criticism from conservation and environmental interests about her votes in Congress, including her support for cutting the EPA's budget. 
Rockwell Vice President Michael Zarin has said the plant's impacts on Loudoun will, in all practical terms, be non-existent. And the Jefferson County Development Authority has defended the company's plans, comparing it to a larger plant in Mississippi, which the authority wrote, quote, is extremely clean, employees are happy and proud to work there, and the community is proud to have them there, end quote. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, we have many memorials to Loudoners and wars and the sacrifices they've made, but some people are pushing to bring recognition to some of our county's darker days. Philip Thompson, president of the Loudoun County chapter of the NAACP, is spearheading an effort to memorialize three lynchings of black men in Loudoun County. Thompson said his passion for the project was spurred by a renewed debate over the Confederate soldier statue on the courthouse lawn, followed by repeated instances of KKK flyers around Loudoun. After seeing a 60 Minutes interview about a lynching memorial in Alabama and traveling to see it, he came back to Loudoun hoping to draw Loudoners' attention to what happened in their own backyard. Lynchings were an act of violence, mostly carried out by a hanging by a group or mob without any form of legal trial. Sometimes the acts attracted crowds of onlookers, some even bringing their families in a picnic lunch. While hangings were typically the punishment of choice, often victims during a lynching could be tortured, mutilated, shot, and even burned alive. Thompson said to understand history, you have to understand all of it, not just the good parts. There are three known lynching sites in Loudoun. Point of Rocks Bridge, at an area known as Potter's Field near the corner of Catoctin and Market Streets in Leesburg, and along the WNOD Trail on Harrison Street in Leesburg at the site of the former freight station. The three men known to be lynched in Loudoun County are Paige Wallace in 1880, Orion Anderson in 1889, and Charles Craven in 1902. Thompson would like to have markers at each site, but there are plans in the works for a bigger project at Harrison Street. Tom O'Neill, chairman of Leesburg's Commission on Public Art, said the initial ideas for a Harrison Street lynching memorial would be along the lines of a contemplative space similar to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C., but on a smaller scale. He said it would be a place to make you think, rather than just a statue. Thompson said it's important to recognize the instances of racial terror in Loudoun. He recalled stories of his grandfather and father who served in World War I and World War II respectively and were threatened with lynching if they wore their uniforms after returning from battle. His family, like many others, left the South because of the threat of racial violence. Of course, before any of this happens, in terms of monuments, there will have to be commitments from the town and county governments. O'Neill said presentations to the Leesburg Town Council and the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors will be scheduled. Less than two weeks after pulling out of managing Fireman's Field, Sean Alexander Enterprises has informed Percival Town Government it wants back in. Town manager David McCarsky said that Alexander, the former Seattle Seahawks and Washington football team running back, had rescinded his firm's contract termination, which the town initially announced August 17th. It would have taken effect September 1st. The termination had been viewed by the town as a breach of contract, which the town council met behind closed doors to discuss on August 27th. Under the terms of the contract, which ran through December 2022, Alexander's firm is to pay the town $120,000 in 2018, with payments going up by $10,000 each year thereafter. Starting in the third year of the contract, the company is also required to pay the town 10% of its annual advertising revenue if that exceeds $150,000. Alexander took over at the beginning of the year, replacing the Percival Teen Center at the Bush Tabernacle and the County Parks and Rec Department at Fireman's Field, which it had managed for 33 years. 
After Alexander announced he wanted to end the contract, three firms sent proposals to take over the tabernacle temporarily. Those included Discover Percival, Play to Win, which had partnered with Alexander to manage daily operations, and Phil Message, the former president of the Percival Teen Center. After hearing that he would rescind that termination, the town held an emergency closed-door session and then informed those organizations that their proposals would be put on hold. Negotiations between the town and Alexander continue. Meanwhile, the town's maintenance division will be keeping an eye on the athletic fields and continuing to work with the county on a deal to see it maintain the fields again. This is scheduled to come up at a Percival Town Council meeting on September 11th. And Loudoun County Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Tony Howard has been designated as a certified chamber executive by the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. He is one of only 11 chamber professionals nationwide to earn the certified chamber executive designation in 2018. The Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives is an Alexandria-based membership association that represents nearly 10,000 professionals who work for and with more than 1,300 chambers of commerce around the world. Since the first certified chamber executive designation was given more than 40 years ago, about 500 professionals have been certified. The certified chamber executive designation is recognized by many as the highest professional designation in the chamber of commerce profession. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, Bike Trail Brewing in Leesburg will be hosting bingo tonight to raise money for the Humane Society of Loudoun County. There's a prize for the winner of each game. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, come on down and take a selfie with me playing bingo tonight at Bike Trail to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.